This is the Monocast, all about open source marketing automation with Montic. And here is your host, Eki Gamble. Yeah, another 14 days. Welcome back to the Monocast. Welcome, Leon. How are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. Besides the weather, I'm super fine. Yeah, believe it or not, it's uh, 14 days and still stormy over yeah. here. I can't believe it. True bummer. Yeah, everybody's waiting for springtime. Except I go skiing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Besides the weather, we had some things going on yeah. in the last couple of days. Um, obviously, 216 came out as expected at the day our podcast came out. Yeah. And also, Mautic 3.0 beta came out. Finally. Yeah, finally. And, and we're actually happy. It's, it's better than expected. Can you say that? Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's uh, pretty good. It's, of course, a beta, so th there will be findings. Uh, there will hopefully be a lot of feedback to ensure good quality once it's released. And uh, all this 2.16 and, and 3.0 and testing and feedback is part of our interview. This, this time in this episode, we talk to Dennis Armeling yeah. in a bit. Before we do that, with a little bit follow-up, to the last episode. Yeah, uh, in the last episode we talked about the ClearCache plugin by uh, Greg. And uh, in the last episode I told you guys that I didn't test it yet. By the time now I did and it works super fine. Yeah, it does what it should. It clears the cache and no problems yet. But I also heard you had a nice conversation with Greg. Yeah, that was in the same context uh, where he commented about the double opt-in campaign campaign mm. that we described in the last podcast and where we have a knowledge base article yeah and he said i have a, an even better thing because uh i don't think we we need double opt-in single opt-in is okay if you can make sure that the quality of the data is good enough so if the email address that you entered is is a valid one mm. you don't need to bother people with a double opt-in and uh, same even w with the phone number, mobile phone number for SMS. Mm -hmm. And so what he has is two plugins for Mautic that do exactly that. Yeah. They use a third-party service called ClearOut.io, mm -hmm. uh, which do a pretty good job in, in verifying the email address. I, I don't even know for sure how it does that technically, but he gave us a trial and uh, we played around with it and it did a fantastic job in saying well okay this this email address is is a valid one this one isn't my guess is how it would do that but it i don't know where the limits are we didn't we were unable to find the limit the only problem is that over here in gdpr land as well as in, in california for instance it is important to actually prove the opt-in of somebody yeah. so if somebody says hey i did not opt in to your email then you need to be able to prove that he or she did and you can't unless you have the double opt-in process that's why doi is still important even if you can provide a better quality of the original data maybe it's a nice combination though so if if i can avoid typos in the double opt-in form and the doi mail goes to nirvana instead of to the <laughs> actual recipient uh, I have a better conversion rate or better opt-in rate, and uh, that's good. On the other hand, ClearOut.io is, is a commercial service. It, it's not free, so you need to pay a little bit for every email, as far as I know. Yep. And um, 
the same is true for for the the plugins uh, they are also not free they cost a handful of bucks but but are really very affordable yeah greg was nice enough to give us a trial but we are actually going to license them for productive use over here yeah thank you greg by the way <laughs> yeah good stuff then um yeah you you took a look at the forums and found a new angle oh yeah i've scrolled through the forums and there's a new feature in the forums so you can now vote on uh, feature requests and ideas and um, you can now see how many people are interested by giving votes and yeah it's super like cool feature and you out there listener should go through the list and start voting on what you're interested in and you should think what should be in the next uh, release yeah i'm not even sure how, how new the voting thing is and along with the voting the option for voting comes a view that sorts all the feature requests by number of votes yep. and I, i guess we, we put that link to the show notes so people can find it easily and i have never used it that way until recently and uh, ruth is is uh sending out tweets to make people aware of that and i, I agree with you it's, it's a very cool thing it doesn't necessarily have to be core features it could also be ideas for third-party features uh whatever it, but it, it is helpful for developers and it, it's also good for users to have a place to put their wishes but also to find other people's wishes and help them in visibility yeah true so do you have a good example for for a feature wish that you like yeah uh, the campaign templates is actually a pretty cool feature so that you can save a campaign that you made and export it as a template mm -hmm. and you can use it like if you create a new template you can say create from template and you have a list of your saved ones maybe you can even share them with others so you can share them through the internet with other Mautic users we can have like a nice little database of campaign templates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One step <laughs> after the other. I guess many people have been doing that on a very basic level so far, like like um, import-export from the database or, or with a very simple UI. And to have that in the core feature alone would be cool. And, and then iterate from there. Even a nice repository with a good double-opt-in <laughs> campaign, right? Well, yeah. Would be a dream. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, and I think we should make it our habit to have a, a weekly feature wishlist item of the week that, that everybody should take a look and vote it up. Um, yeah, for today, I, I love the campaign import-export. Yeah, super great feature. Yeah, people, get started. Take a look at it. Um, it's, it's easy... To use a forum and it, it's very easy to to vote things up so why, why not use this as a starting point if you haven't done it before go for it yeah another feature that already exists is um the integration with e-commerce systems and one famous one is the woocommerce uh, wordpress integration by our friends at makewebbetter.com and they also put out a lot of content like yeah. like blogging etc which is good for more and everyone um and recently they they published a best practice article about abandoned cart recovery mm. so something is still in the shopping cart and the user goes away and we want to remind her or him that there's something left and they may want to revisit that yeah. and so they have a really sophisticated blog post about that including the full uh, mortic campaign and everything oh nice and um 
basically best practice this is on a detailed level obviously it starts off with, with the technical integration into woocommerce of course yeah but i think i think the the basic idea and, and uh, the bigger part of the article applies to all integrations with with shopping systems mm -hmm. uh, and you only need to replace the starting points with your individual system yeah yeah take a look at that it's also in the show notes then in our schedule with a new appointment leon me and uh, another colleague of ours uh, we're going to belgium in april and that yeah. is um, for the mordic sprint that is scheduled for april 6th and 7th basically the, the follow-up event to the mordic summit that we had in late 2019 yeah. um that is coupled with the Mordic Community Council on the 7th. But the sprint itself is really a big deal for everyone who is interested in contributing. Oh, yeah. It is really open for everybody. It, it, it doesn't take any prerequisites to, to go there. Um, even if you don't know which is the best team for you or is this for me, etc., if you can make it to, to Belgium, to Ghent, on that date, it's a perfect place to get to know people, to, to understand the teams, uh, to understand the nature of, of tasks, etc., and also to make friends and to have a nice starting point. So the, the how and when and why, etc., uh, we'll have a little write-up for that and a link to it in show notes too. But the, the most important point is if you consider going, better make up your mind quickly and book quickly because it's supposed to get expensive quickly. It is a week before Easter. It's a Monday. So uh, don't hesitate, but uh, participate quickly. Yeah, <laughs> come, come and join us. Good. Next, we're talking to Dennis Ameling. Mm. I hope to meet Dennis in person in, in Belgium too because I never met him. And he is going to tell us about his personal contribution that he did recently as a release manager for 2.16 and everything around it. Yeah, there we go. Welcome to the show, Dennis. How are you today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. It's, we're recording this on a Monday, so still fresh and powered up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, for, for those who are not familiar with your name, um, don't worry. As long as I understand, you have not been around too long in the Mordic community. That's correct. We haven't met in person so far. I hope we can do that in, in April. But of course, your name is already quite famous, I might say, uh, because you did the release management for the 2.16 release. Before we go there, tell us a little bit about your background, what you do, other things in Mordic and, uh, and so on. Yeah, so uh, my name is Dennis Ameling. Uh, I'm based in the Netherlands. And um, yeah, normally I'm working as an IT consultant and a process optimization consultant. Um, but for one of my customers, I was implementing Mautic. And uh, for me, yeah, the, being the release lead for 2.16, for me was a quick start into Mautic, uh, the software. So yeah, that's how I got involved uh, into the software, basically. Yeah, very cool. And Maybe we should talk about that in detail, in fact. Um, but before we do that, of course, we have to talk about the brand new 2.16. Are you happy so far? And maybe you can give us a brief overview of the nature of the 2.16 release in general. 
Yeah, sure. So um, I think a lot of people have seen that the core team of Mautic is uh, working on a 3.0 release, but there was also um, a strong wish to still have a, a bug fix release and yeah, release where there's some minor enhancements. So that's why we came up with a 2.16 release. It's nothing, it's nothing major. Just, um, yeah, we just fixed some bugs and some minor enhancements here and there. And that's it for 2.16. So it's the, we expect is the last minor release, um, yeah, in the version two of Mautic before we uh, release 3.0. Except for, for, uh, 2.16.1, et cetera, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, um, as far as I can tell, it's been a really smooth release and no, no major issues that came up or were introduced by that release. Uh, however, Where would people report issues that they find with the 2.16? So in case people uh, still find issues with 2.16, they can go to the uh, Mautic forum where they can uh, basically report their issue. And ideally, it would be great if people also include screenshots and logs from their server if they know how to do that. And if not, we can also help uh, people to get those details. Yeah, I've seen quite some, some tickets lately that have been handled very nicely by by Ruth and others. And yeah, so I, I love the fact that the forum is now the place and I put a link in the show notes like always. Uh, and I, I think it's easy to get used to that. Yeah, definitely. And there's an, uh, another benefit is that it can be indexed by Google and other search engines. So if people uh, type in there the issue they're having uh, on Google, they will also find them on the forums. So I think that's a, yeah, a great added benefit as well. Yeah, you can't say that often enough uh, that please don't use Slack for that. It's not, not indexed. People cannot benefit from that. So do, do use the forum. Yeah, but that was one complaint that you told me before about the forum. Yeah, so there's uh, there's this one thing. Uh, if you're new to the forums and you want to report something on there, there's quite a high barrier to entry. There's um, You need to be active for, I think it's at least 10 minutes. You need to go through different topics so that we can see that you are not uh, a robot or a spammer and you are a legitimate user. Um, this is something that we're still trying to improve. Please bear with us uh, if you want to join the forums. Once you get through that point, it's really easy to post your issue or post uh, a discussion there. Yeah, there's a bit of historic background on that. The reason that was introduced was that the maintainers of the forum, again, Ruth and others, had huge issues with, with the amount of spam that came in. And that's also why the forum had been closed for quite a while. And when it was reopened, this was a major point of uh, avoiding spam. So yeah, we're still trying to find better ways but once you understand this 10 minute thing uh, it's not too hard so yeah bear with us exactly good so that's 2.16 and you already brought up the 3.0 the beta came out and did you play around with it too yeah i did but only uh, very briefly and um yeah so far it's good i think that Matic already was quite fast but it's even faster and there's been people who have been uh, actually measuring that and they sometimes see like a two times increase of speed wow that's in the back end or yeah that's just because there's a lot of a uh, lot of upgrades so there's a lot of improvements in the background um yeah that make this possible and also the code quality was was a huge gain Uh, in the process for reporting of uh, feedback for the 3.0 beta you told me there's a specific place to go right yeah so what we're planning to do is uh, because we want as much feedback on a 3.0 beta as possible we're going to put a 
uh, a link out where people can read more information about how to join us in the beta testing. And then we'll also make sure that we have clear things that you can work on. Like, for example, testing the contact area or testing the campaign builder, for example. So it's really easy for people to test. And that way we can quite easily see where there are still major issues and things that need to be fixed. Okay, cool. Yeah, give me the link and uh, I have it in the show notes too. Good. Then there's other news in the in the product team around branching roadmap etc you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so roadmap um of course i haven't been with Mautic for too long but what i've seen is that uh, some people would like to have a roadmap for example like where's the product going and when can we expect certain improvements um etc etc oh yeah and <laughs> everybody would like to have that roadmap Yeah, but I think it makes sense as well. I mean, if your business depends on Mautic, you would, of course, like to see where the product is going. So we've been working on uh, on drafting a roadmap um, and we're planning to share that publicly with everyone, basically, um, in the coming weeks, if everything goes well. And what we also try to do is to really engage with the community there. So to see if people think that we need to make major changes in the roadmap. And of course, we try to uh, stick to the roadmap. But if there's... Yeah, major things um, that people think should be included. Uh, we can always consider that for the roadmap as well. So there should be uh, more information coming out on that one uh, rather soon. Then we also have the new branching strategy. Basically, if you put it in very simple terms, it comes down to uh, we'll be supporting multiple versions of Maltic because we have 2.16 now, but there's also 3.0 coming out. And of course, we understand that not everyone will be able to upgrade to 3.0 right away because there might be compatibility issues with their plugins, for example. So we're going to support 2.16 at least for a few months after the 3.0 release. Um, more details on that coming soon as well. But it also means that the maintainers of Mautic will be working on two different versions at the same time. Um, so for that, we needed to do some changes in the yeah in the coding branches, basically, and that's what we call the new branching strategy. So there's something in the in the background. Not m- too many people will will notice anything about it. But if you're a developer and you're contributing to Mautic, it's going to be relevant for you. Um, and also, there's going to be more information on that coming out soon. Yeah, and uh, I think that's definitely important for a mature product or more mature product to have that set up prepared and i'm glad that we're going there quick question on, on the roadmap though 3.0 is coming out now with obviously a little bit of breaking changes but but not really new features the roadmap that you mentioned that is about 3.1 3.2 etc which are going to introduce features did i get that right um, yeah, it will depend a bit on the release and we're still working on the on the details of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I've seen so far, it's going to be a mix of uh, stability uh, fixes, for example. And then in other releases, we'll work on new features. So uh, yeah, there's going to be a bit of a mix between stability fixes and new features. Yeah, makes sense. But uh, everything that require breaking changes will go to four point something, right? Yeah, the major ones uh, indeed should go to 4.0. That's also, um, not everyone is familiar with the uh, SEMver, so that's uh, semantic versioning. And they're like a major version, so from 3 to 4, that one can include breaking changes. And then you have minor versions, like 3.1 or 3.2, and they can include enhancements, but not like major breaking changes. And then you have patch releases, so that will be 3.0.1 or 3.0.2, for example, which only can only contain bug fixes. 
So that's a, yeah, that's an industry standard scheme uh, we're following. Yeah, very good. Okay. And then there's a magic word LTS. Talk to me. <laughs> yes, LTS. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, organizations, if you start working with a software product, you, of course, would like for it to be stable. And a lot of um, software vendors, what they do is they provide an LTS, so a long-term support version. Um, and that version, for example, is supported for two years or longer, depending on the software. We're going to introduce a Motic LTS version as well, uh, but we cannot provide the exact details uh, yet because it will depend on, uh, on a variety of factors. But what it comes down to is that there will be versions of Motic that people can be sure will be stable for a longer period of time. So that way we are not forcing people to upgrade to the latest version. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very much applauding that. We've been talking about the LTS, the need for an LTS for Mordic quite a while, and I'm so happy it's happening now. Yeah, but to give a very short background from developer perspective, if you make an LTS build, it also means that the developers will have an additional technical debt. So they will need to maintain multiple versions. And that, of course, takes some extra time. So it's not something that is really easy to do to introduce an LTS version. But as far as I can see, a lot of uh, yeah, Matic users would like to have it. So I think it's a very good decision that it's going to be there now. Um, but of course, Matic is always welcoming new developers and community contributors. So um, if you're a developer and you like Matic, then please consider helping us out. That would be great. Yeah. Let's switch topics a little bit and uh, talk about your personal experience with Matic. As you mentioned, as a user, you're pretty new. And um, so you have this unique or this valuable perspective of somebody who is not deep inside of the project and co completely blind to the obvious. When you started using and trying to understand Mordic, what was your biggest pitfall? So where, where did you really struggle to understand or to get it up and running? Well, um, I, I like to start with a positive note because I think it's always good. For me, the killer feature was uh, the campaign builder because it's just so easy to schedule campaigns where you can also, for example, combine email and different channels like SMS. So that for me was the, the number one reason to start working with Matic. And then as, yeah, as soon as you start working with it, of course, there's going to be a few things of which you think like, oh, this could be a bit more user friendly or a bit, yeah changed a bit and one of those those things was the um, in the campaign builder the waiting time so with waiting time i mean that for example you can send an email and then if you want to send a follow-up email you can for example configure Matic to wait for let's say a day or two before it sends out the next email and in the beginning i yeah didn't configure it properly so i sent another email to the whole list of, uh, of contacts on the same day a second time so that wasn't uh, that wasn't ideal so i would definitely recommend people who start with Matic to first set up like a test list and to really dive into the features um, and see if they really work as expected because it looks really nice and simple uh, when you first use it but there's a there's a few gotchas there that you need to be aware of and um, yeah if you just test properly it's uh, it's really doable to understand it yeah i think campaign testing is a bit of a science by itself especially when it comes to emails but also to to cron and waiting times and all that it's uh, it's hard it's easy to spend a lot of time on it and it's easy to make mistakes in that that hurt production so yeah, that's, that's an interesting topic. 
What, what's your favorite integration that you've been using so far? So that would mostly be Twilio because I wanted to set up a campaign where we would, in the first case, send emails to a group of contacts, to a segment. And then if they didn't read the email in like a week or so, we would send a follow-up SMS. And that worked really well for us because the open rates on email were already quite good. But the, the audience that we needed to target, we needed to reach all of them. So yeah, the last few people who didn't see the uh, the email, we just sent an SMS and yeah, they, they received it. They were really happy with it. So um, that was really good integration, I'd say. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to work with, with automation. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And I do like the fact that pretty soon afterwards, you moved from, from a passive user to an active contributor, and not only in terms of time or code, but you actually dared to take on the job of being a release lead. Can you explain a little bit what a release manager does and, and uh, whether it was a good decision in retrospect to, to do that? Uh, as a not super experienced Mordic developer uh, and, and what would you recommend to others? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the first time I found out that there was a thing which is called release leader because I, the community release leader, because I wasn't familiar with the concept, but um, on Slack, someone asked like, hey, we're looking for a um, community release leader. So I asked like, okay, what would that mean? What, yeah, what would I be responsible for if I would, take on the on the role and i think the team did, did a great job by creating a community release leader document which literally step by step explains you what you need to do and how the process of releasing a new version uh, is how it works mm -hmm. um, and basically what it comes down to is there's going to be people who are contributing to Maltic. so that's going to be from the core team but also community contributors and as a release leader you need to select basically which enhancements or which bug fixes do I want to include into uh, the next version of Matic? Mm. And then you just need to keep in mind, like if you, uh, for me, it was a 2.16 release. So we cannot introduce breaking changes. That's going to be for 3.0 or later. So if you start with that background, you can just start selecting, uh, yeah, you call them pull requests for people who are not familiar with them. It's basically a piece of code that introduces a bug fix or an enhancement, for example. So you start selecting the pull requests and then, um, yeah, from there, Either other people have already tested it or you need to test it yourself. So you put everything together and that's the release to put it in very simple words. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not simple for everyone, but still insightful. And again, I, I think you did a brilliant job and I loved that you A, talked to people, asked the right questions before accepting the job and B, once you had the right answers to your questions, you just did it and it, it seemed to work out very well. I know that in the product team, there's this concept of a rotation between the release managers, but on the other hand, new release managers within that rotation are absolutely necessary. So what would you tell to others who consider contributing? Is, is that a good starting point for you? Was, it was really a starting point of contribution or are there better ways to start contributing if you are a developer? Yeah, so if you are a developer and you want to start contributing, uh, you mean as a release leader, right? So not just contributing code. Yeah, well, that's one way, very special way to, to contribute, but there are certainly others. My, my feeling is that it was really a jumpstart 
into community contribution and feels really good, but maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe you have other ideas. Uh, so it's really more general question. Where would you point people? Uh, so if you're a developer and especially if you're new to Montic, of course you cannot understand the product right away. I mean, I've only seen, yeah, just a very small part of the software myself, uh, but it doesn't mean that you cannot contribute. On GitHub, we track all the, the bugs and enhancements that need to be worked on. And we're in the process of making that a bit more user-friendly for, for new developers. We could, for example, add labels to the, to the issues where we say, Community contribution is needed. That's what I see in a lot of other open source projects. Um, and then it's very easy for people who want to contribute to get started because the team will make sure that we've selected tickets that are easy to work on and that also give you a kickstart into development for Mautic. Um, so that's one of the things. And yeah, if you're considering to become a release lead, then definitely just drop a message to the product team on, for example, on Slack, because there's a lot of people who want to help and support you. So yeah, I think the team is already doing a good job at making the barrier to entry lower. So it's easier for people to get started. But if people have other suggestions or yeah, ideas for improvements, then also feel free to put them, for example, on the forums or on, uh, on Slack. Cool. Good. So let's make this a call for new release leaders on the one hand, and, and we always basically always do a call for contribution but this time specifically a call for the next release leader for 2.16.1 if you are interested in doing that i'll put a link in the show notes and i guess it will go to a slack channel maybe a thread that that's appropriate and you'll find it in the show notes cool good anything else yeah, I would like to um, to remind people that of course 3.0 release is coming up but if we do not get proper beta testers, then uh, there is a risk that is not going to be as stable as we want it to be when it's released. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mautic has been um, developed with automated tests as a requirement. So there's a lot of testing that we already do, but we need users to test it. And ideally, um, users that are not very technical, so actual end users of Mautic, like uh, marketing uh, people, for example, we're going to provide a, yeah, a list with things that you can test, like mentioned before, uh, for example, the contact area or the, the campaign builder, for example. Um, and that's a great way for us as the product team to find out if there's any major bugs that still need to be fixed. Um, so if you're interested in testing 3.0, we're gonna put a link somewhere <laughs> that you can, uh, yeah, that you can just follow and then get started. We'll make sure to make it as easy as possible for you to set things up. So there's no, either hardly any or no uh, technical knowledge needed in order to get started. Yeah, I think we should have a, a little bit of write-up really how to beta test, what's the point, and where to report, and, and all that. And it's not going to be a full full blog post, I guess, but wherever it is, I will have it by Thursday when, when this, uh, this episode is released. And so, once again, you'll find it in the show notes. Exactly, yeah. Awesome, Dennis. Thank you so much. Where can people find you online? Where can one follow you, etc.? Um, you can feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. That is uh, Dennis Emmeling. Yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter if you want. But LinkedIn is uh, is best for, yeah, sometimes I share some blog posts there or some things about Mautic. So if you want to connect there, feel, uh, feel free to do so. Okay. Uh, I, I can't. I already did that, so... <laughs> Okay, but for everybody else, you, you'll find the link, you know where. Good. 
Uh, I, I guess I'll let you go. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for all the detailed insights and I'm looking forward for everything else to come. Thanks for having me and um, uh, I'm really excited for the future of Mautic. So uh, let's see where things are going to go in 2020. Thanks, Dennis. I talk to you soon and I hope we meet in Ghent in April. Yes, that would be great. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, once again, props to Dennis for, for doing a, an awesome job. And uh, I completely agree with what he said about uh, starting points for contribution. And that brings us back to events that are coming up. We did talk a lot about this print in, in April. Yeah. Um, with other things in the mordic.org slash events website. We now have uh, another meetup in Sao Paulo, for instance. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the community teams are now on a bi-weekly rhythm for their meetings, yeah. async or asynchronous. The thing we don't have in the list yet is the Morticon, the Worldwide Mordic Conference that we talked about twice already, I guess, and we said, well, yeah, we we're shooting for mid of november that was the latest uh, information yeah now we had to learn that obviously there's uh, thanksgiving the week after and uh people don't like to travel the week before thanksgiving which is understandable so we're now trying to find a new date yeah. the location though is pretty much settled we we're going to go and use the aquia headquarters in boston nice which is able to hold like 80 or 100 people but max that's not much uh but for the first year it's good enough and if yeah. it's uh filling up quickly and sold out then that's the way it is and we're glad and we can always grow bigger the year after of course yeah yeah so that's the plan um and we're going to keep you updated of course yeah, anything else from your side? No, I've talked about everything I wanted to talk. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, then uh, we continue this talking in two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, until then, take care. Don't forget to vote and uh, to recommend everybody <laughs> to the Mordicast or vice versa. <laughs> um, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.